Hey friend, you're listening to the Battle Ain't Over podcast, a place where the saints gather to stand on truth all while waiting for Jesus. We know that this battle ain't over until the Lord decides. I'm your host, Mary, and I'm glad that you are here today. So let's get into it. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Oh my goodness, it has been over a month since I have recorded the last episode. If you haven't checked it out, it was on Uncomplicating the Gospel. I really hope that that episode just brought a new fresh light to the gospel. And um, that's what we're here for, y'all, just sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, But thanks for tuning back in. It has been a minute. On the world stage, if you have been at all alive and breathing, you know that war has broken out in Israel between um, the terrorist group Hamas when they raided Israel on October 7th and um, horrifically slaughtered innocent Israelis, took many people hostage. And today, I just want to talk to you guys. I'm titling this episode Raw and Uncut just to share my heart on things going on. I know if it's been like this for you, um, at least it has for me, when that happened, the whole world um, changed, right? And so I have just kind of had my head buried in keeping up with what's going on over there because from a prophecy standpoint, we know that Israel is God's timepiece. So we always want to have our eyes on what's going on over there. So um, that's been keeping me busy along with just life, work, mom, uh, wife, all my responsibilities, as well as still running um, Instagram. So it has been a wild couple weeks, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a second. All right, y'all. So let's talk a little bit more about Israel. Just again, I titled today Raw and Uncut because I have literally no notes, and I'm just flying by the seat of my pants here. So I just want to share my heart. Um, Again, what happened on October 7th was barbaric and horrific, and I... um have shared from day one what's been going on and just trying to point people to the truth about what happened to the Jews um, because the world is already spinning the entire narrative and um, as they always do. I just really didn't think it was going to be such a quick turnaround um, because at first people were shocked and then all of a sudden you start to hear this um, change in tune that, you know, Israel has brought this upon themselves. That recently, unfortunately, just came out of the UN. Um, and just processing what has been going on, y'all, I cannot even begin to unsee some of the images, um, that I have seen come out of this time. And, um, I, you know, some things I have shielded my eyes from. I have seen some things and have just asked the Lord to help me process it because I want to know the truth about what's happening. And um, I don't want to sugarcoat it for people. Um, and that's been really hard to see just women and children and babies and and families ripped apart. And um, people are still being held hostage. And... 
I can only imagine the pain that their family members are going through. So y'all just uh, pray for the situation there. Um, I want to speak a little bit to Israel and anti-Semitism that's rising in the in the world. So like I said, immediately we have seen a shift on the world stage from, um, oh my goodness, how could this happen to them, um, to Israel has every right to defend um, itself, to um, Israel, you are the aggressor, you are the one who caused this, Israel, you are the one who needs to call a ceasefire, you need to back down. Oh, how quickly it changed. And I just want to lend a little bit of wisdom to why we are seeing this. So like we always say about prophecy, um, it never happens in a vacuum. So we have been seeing the stage uh, just being laid and set for years more rapidly since the pandemic in 2020. We have seen everything pick up and stop, start to converge, but even more now. Um anti-Semitism has, you know, it's just been rising this whole time. But three weeks ago, it was like a sharp jump. If you're thinking about a chart and how um, line charts can go up and down, think about a very sharp jump on that chart right now with me. And that is what we have just seen. This has changed the world and it's not going to go back to any type of normal. It wasn't normal to begin with after the pandemic. Now it's even more urgent and more just telling where we are and how close we are to Christ returning. Um, But, you know, the Bible tells us that, first of all, anti-Semitism comes from the devil. Um, It started at the fall at the curse in Genesis 3. And it says that um, the curse on the serpent is that um, there's going to be a seed of a woman that comes to, you know, bruise his heel and um, or bruise his head. Sorry, I'm getting them twisted. I don't have my Bible in front of me. Um, But this is obviously talking about Jesus who comes from the line of uh, the Israelites And it's no wonder what I'm saying. It's no wonder that the devil hates the Jews and has been trying to destroy them from the beginning because he didn't want the Messiah to come. And um, his hate for them has only increased because Jesus did come and conquer death. And Satan knows that he's coming back. And he knows that in order for Jesus to come back, Um, the Jews have to come back into faith. There's going to be a remnant that is saved in the end of the tribulation, and they're going to call on their Messiah in real belief and real faith in Jesus alone. And when they do that, Jesus is going to come back at the second coming and defeat Satan and his armies. So Satan is working overtime to destroy the people of of Israel. And that's what we're seeing, y'all. That's why we're seeing it. The Bible says this is going to happen. What has been most heartbreaking for me to watch is, as a Christian, I have watched much of the church fall right in line with the narrative. Um, I talk about this so often on Instagram. I have been trying to shed shed light on this the more I have learned about it over the years and why it's so important. But we're always talking about replacement theology and why it is a doctrine of the devil. Um, 
it is sadly the majority of what seminaries and and churches and theologians teach in our modern day. And it is another form of anti-Semitism, and it's coming from the church. And so this is why, guys, it is so important that we do take the Bible literally. We believe, you know, all prophecy will be fulfilled literally because all the ones that have been fulfilled already were done literally. But much of the church just spiritualizes all this away. And they have replaced Israel with the church. And they have said that God is done with Israel. And I don't want to beat a dead horse here. I know y'all probably know my heart on this subject. But this is why it's so important to call this lie out. Because here we are now, three weeks into a horrific war that's coming against the, um, the Israeli people. And... There's only so many born-again Christians that are actually standing with Israel now. And I believe and suspect that that number will get smaller and smaller. And my challenge to myself and to you today is that we need to make a decision um, that, you know, what what side of history are we going to be found on? When we get to heaven and, um, you know, the Lord is looking at our life and seeing what remains, putting us through the fire, um, are you going to be found faithful um, in obviously many areas, but are you going to be found faithful to how you stood with the truth of the Bible in this matter? And I want to be someone That when Jesus looks at it, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. And in that, I'm hoping he sees too that I was obedient to his word when it came to Israel. Um, Guys, I've said this before, but if, if God is done with Israel, who do we think we are that God couldn't be done with us? God is a covenant keeping God. It doesn't matter how faithless we are or how faithless Israel has been. God is going to fulfill his covenant and he's going to save a remnant. And they're going to bring in the kingdom, the literal kingdom that's coming for a thousand years. And we get the privilege of ruling and reigning with Christ in that kingdom, dependent on how we have lived for him here. And, um, you know, we just have to make a decision of where we stand. Do we stand with Israel? The Bible tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Again, if you read the Bible literally, there is no way to interpret that interpret that any which way other than we are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Like it's really that simple. The Bible also tells us that God will bless those who bless thee, as in Israel, and curse those who curse thee. And um, that goes for nations, and I believe that also goes for individual people. Um, Our nation here in the United States, thankfully, has the majority of the years always stood by Israel. Um, And I think that's why our nation has been blessed in the way it has in so many ways with the freedoms we've been able to enjoy. Sadly, that is all changing, but 
I am pleased to see currently at the moment some of the leadership in our nation still standing with Israel. I don't know how quickly that'll change, but I pray that they will continue to do what is right. And I have made that personal decision. My family has made the decision. We are standing by God's people as we are told to because we know how much God loves them. And we know that God has a great plan for them in the end. So guys, where do you stand? Are you done with Israel? Is that God's heart? Um, we need to check ourselves in this matter. And, um, and then we can go from there. All right. So let's pick it up from there. Um, I do just want to talk about this really quickly because um, as a Christian, like I said just a second ago, we need to be standing with Israel. But I want to clarify, guys, that that does not mean that we support everything that Israel has ever done on the political side of things. We know that there is corruption in every political arena in this entire world. But that still does not uh, negate the fact that God has told us to pray for Jerusalem and to pray for Israel, and to stand with them. So um, we need to be mature enough to separate the two. Okay, that's all I'll say there. And then I also just want to say this, because this has been something that I have seen in the conversation since this war broke out among Christians. Like, just because we say we stand with Israel does not mean that we do not care about the innocent lives that have been shed in this war. Unfortunately, guys, and this is the reality of living in a fallen and sinful world where there is war, where there is bloodshed, like people die. Innocent people who, who didn't ask to be in the fight die and they die daily. Um, life is not fair. And I, I want to be sensitive to this as you hear my heart, but I'm just trying to lay the, the foundation here of just truth. Like life is not fair and it's not going to be made right until Jesus comes and set, sets everything right. Um, but we, you know, our hearts go out to everyone that is, is in the midst of this, even those who are deceived and what we would call the enemy, the terrorist on the other side of this war, y'all, as hard as it is to pray for our enemies, we are told to, um, they are deceived and they apart from Christ, are going to die and go to a literal hell? Like, do we care enough to pray for them as well? It's a hard balance because we um, need to defend ourselves um, as, as God also instructs us to in the Bible. So I believe that Israel has a right, just like we would in our nation, in your nation, wherever you are, you have a right to defend yourself. Um, this is this is what war is all about. But um just remember from the big picture spiritual side of things that everyone is a soul and that soul is either going to heaven or hell. So let's keep that big picture perspective as well as we pray for the whole situation. Pray for all hearts to turn to Christ in this, um, in this time. And um, I guess that's, that's all I got on that part. All right, y'all. So another thought is um, 
This has broken out on the world stage, and because of that, that means that this fight is not just going to stay in Israel. It's going to go into the whole world. We're already seeing it. We're seeing people protest and march in the streets in every country. Um, Most are against Israel at this point. We are seeing horrific things in these protests that people are saying and doing, and the the amount of hate, y'all, is is just it's unreal. It's unreal. Um, but I say that to say that this fight is coming to us, and it's coming to the Christian. Christians are are next. We've been seeing persecution rising for Christians for a long time. Most of our brothers and sisters in other countries besides the West are already living and have been living under persecution for years, horrifically, Um, but it's coming everywhere now, and um, this war has just increased that. They are already lumping in biblical Christianity um, into the the narrative that is standing with Israel and... um, Guys, we're just, I hate to say it, but we're the the new target, and um, this, again, is prophesied, and I just want to give you guys a little bit of encouragement from the Word of God today about persecution. Please remember that Jesus told us that if the world hated Him first, that they would also hate us. Um, the Bible tells us to pray for our enemies, which means we're going to have them. The Bible tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of God, not famine, not death, not persecution, not tribulations. Um, You guys, think of Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. This is coming. And, um, I just challenge y'all to get in your word this week and look up Bible verses that have to do with persecution and be reminded of the truth. It is a fact that we are going to have to face and we need to be grounded and settled in our hearts that the Lord is with us and that to die here is gain. To die is gain, y'all. I know that this has been such a challenge for my own heart to sit with the thought of persecution when I have lived my whole life free, free of the threat of what many brothers and sisters face, but it's coming here. I don't know how long we'll see it, how long we'll be here, what we will face, but we need to expect it and not be in denial about it. And we need to learn to, um, to see it and filter it through, uh, the word of God and, and do as it instructs us to do. We are not to shrink back. We are to be a light in the darkness. We are to be salt um, in this world. You know, hold back the decay is what salt does. And we are to remain focused on sharing the gospel. So sit with that this week, y'all. Just know that persecution is rising. And uh, that's just what's going to happen. So we've got to be ready. We've got to have our hearts ready and we've got to be surrendered to the Lord.
All right, friends. So to wrap up for today, you know, again, just thanks for always showing up here if you do. Um, I always feel like I'm just chatting with my friends and I hope this little podcast blesses you always in some way and that the Lord uses it in your life in some way. And uh, today I just wanted to kind of sit down and just share my thoughts in this form um, about what's going on and what we need to be expecting and how we need to be viewing things. And I just want to end today with... um, just, you know, just some, some things to encourage you guys. Like, remember, the Lord wins. Jesus is coming for us. He's going to rescue his bride. We're going home soon. And uh, in light of that, keep your eyes on him this week. Um, remember that time really is short. When you are given the opportunity to share the gospel, You better open your mouth and speak, y'all. You better be ready. You better be ready to give an account. Um, The world needs us so desperately. They are hungry for truth. And we are the truth people. We're the only ones who have it. Make sure that you are uh, being obedient to Christ. A good soldier for Christ this week. And um, I pray that you guys are being built up and um, surrounded by people that can can build you up in a local church, um, maybe in a Bible study, some type of a group that can lift you up. I pray that you are spending time daily in your Bible. That's our nourishment. That's our, our food, our oxygen to breathe. I pray that you're on your knees and you're just crying out to the Lord and seeking his face and Um, just pursuing an intimate relationship with your creator. And guys, if you're not fully there right now in this moment, surrender. Come back to the Lord. Um, He's been waiting. And if you haven't given your life to him, today's the day. We don't know when our last breath will be. And the Bible tells us that we can know um, where we are going when we die. And um, it gives us a very simple solution. All we have to do to be saved is to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He rose again and he's coming again. Guys, all that simply means is you realize that you are a sinner and that you need a savior and that Jesus is the only way to be saved. Put your trust in him alone today. If you have not and... um, If you are saved, the challenge this week is draw close to the Lord and get in your word and get doing the things that we are to be doing because people need the Lord, y'all. All right. Until next time. Love you guys. Stay strong, saints.